Hello and welcome. You've tuned into Active Listening with T4 Tactics. I'm Marco Galbraith, your host, and our podcast is all about personal success and networking. We'll discuss small business tips, health and wellness issues, personal safety tips, financial gain, and a variety of other topics from professionals in the field. And once in a while, we'll throw in our area of expertise, firearm safety and active shooter response for businesses, churches, and schools. So sit back, relax, listen, and learn. Active listening with T4 Tactics. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of T4 Tactics, Active Listening. I'm your host, Marco Galbraith, and today we have a VIP in the office. Uh, Ladies, you're going to really, really want to hear this one. Competitive shooter, National Guard. Are you going to let me ask how old you are? I'm 35. 35. Okay, good. So, um, Alex Griffith, um, tell a little bit about yourself. We were just talking off air, and I can't wait to get this out because the ladies are going to love this one. I'm originally from Missouri. I grew up in Springfield. It's a town in the southwest part of the state. Firearms were in the house growing up. They belonged to my dad who occasionally hunted. He had long guns. Yeah. But I never shot them, never did anything with them. I actually got into shooting when I was a freshman in college at Missouri State University. I saw they had a pistol team and thought, oh, that looks fun. Excellent. What was that was the first time you shot? That was the first time I'd ever shot a gun before. Okay. All right. I showed up and asked the coach, who was a geology professor, to teach me how to shoot. Yeah. So, he or she? He. He. So were you intimidated with, with guns at first? What was your first feeling? Was it long gun or pistol that you shot first? First thing I shot was a twenty two pistol. Okay. Uh, Which doesn't have a lot of recoil, and, and it's it's easy learning, good, easy gun to learn on. Yeah. Yeah, the collegiate level, they do bullseye shooting, so yeah. it's all one-handed, iron sight, twenty-two pistol type okay. stuff. And then you liked it? I loved it, and as a junior, I won nationals with it. So it's Excellent. Just something I've been doing ever since. Excellent. Cool. What Do you find that, are there a lot of women in competitive sporting, in shooting, that you see? I know it's a male shooting is a male dominated thing, and, and I'm I'm working so hard to get a lot more females into it. At some levels, there are more females in it. Yeah, but it's still very much of a male dominated sport. Yeah, and I've spent years trying to convince more women to shoot and show them how fun it is. What do you find that is the most? Um, what what what's the biggest roadblock that you see with women not wanting to shoot? Mostly it's just a lack of confidence. Yeah. They don't know what they're doing and they don't want to be, or they don't want to appear ignorant in front of a room full of guys. Right. So right. if you get them alone or give them a place where they can feel comfortable airing, hey, I don't understand. I yeah. don't know this. Yeah, yeah. Then, you know, they take to it like a duck to water. They yeah, yeah. And it's okay not to know. It's okay to go to the range the first time and not even hit the target. That's all okay. Absolutely. That just means you need more practice. I, I just had a girl, uh, she's a friend of mine, uh, Beth, and um, and she called and said, I want to learn how to, to shoot my gun and to load it. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, come take the firearm safety course. And she said, oh, I just took that. But when I was loading my magazine, the guy yelled at me, screamed at me. And so now that's made her afraid of her magazine loading the gun and uh, it's made afraid of the gun so we're gonna she's gonna come back um soon and we're gonna we're gonna start from scratch and and go over but um i hate to see that where testosterone takes over a class and the instructor's up to tell 
the female students to show them how much they don't know. That's not, and that's, and I find as a firearms instructor, that's a big part that women don't want to take a firearm safety class or concealed permit class because they're going to get intimidated and that's not the way to do it. I've had, I've taken classes with a lot of male instructors and they've been great for the most part. Yeah, but you show that command presence and, the, and <laughs> you do. I mean, you're, we're going to talk about you being in the National Guard. You've got that command presence and you've got that look about you that, that nobody's going to try that with you. I mean, you know. You'd be surprised. Yeah. I've had students try to take over classes that really? paid me to teach. Yeah, yeah. You know, because they're like, oh, she's a petite female and I'm yeah. a guy. And so yeah, yeah. Um, but as far as getting women into shooting, a lot of times I would recommend that they actually don't have your boyfriend or husband teach you to shoot. You're right. Like it's as awful as that sounds, it never ends well. Yeah. I, um, well, my wife wanted, my wife just went through, um, I put her through the firearm safety class to get her concealed permit, but I had to sit, have her sit in a crowded class with other mm -hmm. people cause she's not going to listen to me one-on-one. -on -one. And then she just got her firearms instructor's certification and I sent her somewhere else no. because you have to do that. And I get, I get husbands sending me their wives and they'll say, she won't listen to me. You know, well, it's a better learning environment. It's a little bit more, um, uh, I think it, 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 they tend to learn better if they're learning it in a, in a situation where it's more formal. I feel like they are, it's easier for them to ask questions yeah. to, you know, a professional instructor versus, right. oh, well, you know, this is the guy I have to have dinner with tonight and right. he thinks I'm dumb now. Right, you right. Know? And there's a lot of people out there teaching, and I wish I could, if this is a podcast, you could see me, I'm holding up my hands, <laughs> making quotation marks, but there's a lot of people out there teaching people how to do, how to shoot and, uh, and they don't know how to teach. Oh, and, and you have problem. to know how to teach. Even, even I was a firearms instructor for the police department for 17 years, and I had to completely change my ways of firearms instructor when I went to civilian teaching. Just like with you with military, transition to civilian. It's, it's a completely different platform. Um, yeah. And it, that's, that's one thing about the military that both amuses and annoys me is, well, my drill sergeant said I should shoot like this. Yeah. You know? And it's like, your drill sergeant doesn't actually know how to shoot. Right. Like, some of them do. Yeah. But a lot of them, like, they, they don't know how to teach. Yeah, yeah, shooting. yeah. And I get a lot of, uh, you were saying a student tried to take over your class. I find that um, the guys that sit in my class with their folders closed, not mm -hmm. taking notes, arms crossed because they know everything, and I'll come around with a demo gun showing a, a malfunction. And, uh, oh, yeah, I know that. We get to the range, and it's those guys that can't hit the target. I've had a lot of guys like that tell me, uh, I'll tell them, go ahead and load the magazine, and then uh, we'll, we'll take it from there. Can you show me how to load it? It's been a while. Oh. Or they put the bullets in backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> but loading a magazine is like riding a bike. Once, you, once you're shown, you don't forget it. And it's time, yeah. So, um, so good, yeah. I like that you're doing competitive shooting because that's uh, that's empowering and you can lead by example. I had a girl take uh, a friend of mine now, Kathy, took my gun class uh, about a year and a half ago, petrified of guns. Make a long story short, within she went through the class. Um, within a year, she shot 30,000 rounds. <laughs> went to the range literally two and three times a week. Um, and now she's doing competition. So she, so, so, ladies, if you're listening, you're hearing two two people here that instruct and have experience saying you can do it. Ladies can do it. Oh yeah, anybody can do it if you're shown right, if you're taught properly. So National Guard, let's talk about that. You're getting ready to go somewhere. Where are you going? Uh, we're going to the Horn of Africa. Wow. Yeah. 
Wow. Are you excited about that? Have I you been have, deployed before? I have not. Okay. This will be my first deployment. I'm, I am excited about it. It'll be an interesting experience. Yeah. Um, the mission should be should be good. Should yeah. Be interesting. And what is your what's your job title or what are you going to be doing? I'm an infantry team leader. Okay. Cool. So we're just helping the allies over there in the Horn of Africa with security and counterinsurgency. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we were talking counterterrorism earlier. Yep. This this country's in trouble. We're in we're in. I guess we probably shouldn't have mentioned you're in the National Guard. This is Marco talking, not Alex. But um, yeah, terroristic threat is high right now. The media is not reporting it, but uh, but our terroristic threat is is rather high right now. We won't go into politics. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to say much about that right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm not I'm not going to get you involved. I won't get you. I want you to get you buried in politics. So we won't. Even, we'll skip over that and, and not not talk about politics. Um, so first deployment, you're how many? You you said earlier you had three other women under you. Um, there's four women total in okay. the unit that we're going or that I'm part of. Mm-hmm. Um, I have one of them under me, and the other two are in a different platoon. Okay, are you excited about going? I'm, I've probably known you for the short time. I know you're excited. I am excited. It's, yeah, I it's think something it, I've been training for for a while. Yeah, you don't join the National Guard, or at least I didn't join the National Guard to stay home. So right, right. So what do you tell young ladies that are listening right now and they think, I'd like to learn to shoot a gun and or I'd like to go in the guard? What are some do's and don'ts? What are some mistakes or what are some mistakes that you made or successes that you did? Like how, what would you tell what would you tell a high school or a young college student right now? You know what? I'd like to start learning how to shoot a gun or I'd like to go in the guard. Uh, I'll answer the gun part first. For anybody that doesn't matter what age. If they're want to get into shooting, first thing is find somebody reputable to ask questions from. Yeah. Don't trust, you know, the weirdos that meet in coffee shops right. and talk about guns all day long. Don't Booth trust Roy that's forums. Out hunting. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, anybody that's like, I can teach you to shoot in my backyard. Don't go to them. Right. You know, go to an actual professional, somebody that has credentials and has actually devoted their life to this. Yeah. They're going to teach you the right way. And if they're a good instructor, they'll help you pick out a gun that suits your needs and actually fits you. Right. Because a lot of people show up with guns that are either too small yep. or too large and they can't handle the recoil or they don't like the grip. So before you buy a gun, you know, go somewhere you can rent them and try them out and see which ones you actually like and which ones you can actually handle comfortably. Yeah, because we were talking about that. Because shooting so much more fun. Right, right. We were talking about that off air that, that um, you know, you were saying that when a guy and girl go to pick out a gun get rid of the guy go shopping go look at basketball hoops or you know whatever you're going to do but um the gun has to fit your hand you need to shoot with it to see if you can handle if you like the recoil you don't need to carry a big cannon i've had a lot of guys tell their girls get this big 45 no 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 for concealed carry when some when i was selling firearms when someone would come up and say i want to buy a gun specifically handguns i would ask them two questions What's the primary use? You know, yeah. target, concealed carry, you know, whatever. Yeah. And secondly, like, what's your budget? Yeah. Because pretty much all guns are made decently well, if not amazingly. Yeah. So I'm like, if you give me those two things, I can get you a gun that you'll be happy with. What was the most popular gun? Do you remember what the most popular gun was that females would get? Um, pretty much any of the compacts. Yeah. It was really dependent on budget, and then yeah. I worked at a variety of gun stores, so selection was a big thing. But yeah. Mostly compacts, um, and then the revolvers. 
Right. Which I never celebrate. Yeah, yeah. I get a lot of ladies, that, a lot of guys and girls that are that like revolvers, and um, and then semi-automatics. Yeah. What about holsters? What, what what holster? That's the biggest. I've had three ladies holster expos up here, mm -hmm. and they've been huge. I don't sell any of that stuff, so yeah. I bring in outside vendors. But um, ladies finding holsters, even guys finding holsters, is the is one of the toughest things. The eternal struggle. Yeah, <laughs> inside the waistband, outside the waistband. Um, I use a Q series holster, and it's I like it. Google it. It's uh, you guys listening. Q series. I don't sell them. I don't get anything back from. Them. But I've over my years as an undercover officer and, and carrying concealed, Q series is is the one I like the best. It sits low profile inside the waistband. Um, is there one you prefer? Holsters for females are always really hard mm -hmm. because the women's fashion industry is just awful. Yeah. And so, like the way the clothes fit, and you know, to wear clothes that are semi-flattering mm -hmm. you know a lot of times they're thinner and so then you got to do layers and so it gets it's more of a challenge it's very dependent on each individual person's yeah. style i tend to wear a lot of jeans and t-shirts so i go for it inside the waistband yeah and mine is actually made of kydex so yep. it's a hard one yep um which does work because while i don't often carry a purse the times that i do i can put it in there and you know, put it in a pocket and it clips and yeah it, you know stays in place but yeah, struggles or holsters are a very big struggle. They are. They are, and that's why. That's why when we do these holster events, I tell the ladies the the a lady's body is shaped differently than men. The clothing is completely different. It, whether you want to carry in the purse or not, there's so much to consider. Just finding a belt yeah. for a woman that isn't a flimsy piece of crap. Right. Is so hard. vinyl. They're yeah. All, yeah. So you're either wearing like this cheap vinyl ten dollar thing. Or something that's fashion that doesn't hold up anything, or it's you're wearing a tactical belt all day long. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. There's very few in between. <laughs> right, right. And you want to carry concealed and go unnoticed. So you want to you want to try to find a a good holster that works. Uh, and then of course you got to practice with that holster, drawing it out, and you know safely unload the gun. Mm -hmm. Practice drawing it um, and do what you want to do. Um, what other experiences have you had in your classroom teaching? What, um, Side alignment, when I teach, side alignment is probably the toughest thing to teach some people. Um, what, some people just don't get it, and I don't know why. Harnessing for me has always been trigger control. Yeah. I found two ways to kind of describe it to people where mm -hmm. they, that seems to help them get it. Yeah. But that's the hardest thing to understand. Um, what I use a lot now is my camera on my phone. Mm -hmm. While they're shooting, I will zoom in on their trigger finger yeah. and film it. Yeah. And then show it to them. And I'm like, see, this, the, the jerking I keep telling you to stop doing, right. this is what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. Actually being able to show them what they're doing wrong helps yeah. a lot. That does. And then uh, I've used snap caps before. I'll load their magazine and throw in a snap cap to them. So we're, where it's going, instead of going bang, it clicks. And they can see that, anticipating that shot, diving that gun down. Um, and so what other advice would you give to, to a young lady that wants to go into the guard? Just go for it. It's yeah. a great experience. There's a lot of great benefits. And like everything else in life, it has some downsides. Yeah. And you just got to you know, suck it up and enjoy it. You know. But the big thing for the National Guard for me has been that it's been what I've made of it. Yeah. So if you do nothing more than the bare minimum, you're going to have a long and boring contract. Yeah. But if you... You know, go out for best warrior or shooting matches or 
you know, any of the opportunities that the National Guard has. I've worked uh, presidential inaugurations. I've done the Baton, uh, Baton Memorial Death March. Mm-hmm. I've done Best Warrior twice. I've done more shooting matches for the Guard than I can count right now. Mm-hmm. So I've had a lot of fun in a relatively short career, and a lot of opportunities have opened up for me as a result. But it comes because I have been willing to step up and say, hey, I want to do that. Right. It's going to be what you make it. No. So if they, so a young lady wants to is thinking about the National Guard, mm-hmm. do they go to the recruiting station? Yep. Is that where they would start? Yeah, you just go to the Army recruiting station. And when they walk in, what do they say? I mean, how, how does that walk us? I wasn't in the military. I, I went out, as soon as I graduated high school, four months later, I'm in the police academy. So, so military is a little bit off off my beaten path. But any any when you walk when they walk in the recruiting zone, it's because it's going to be intimidating. It's very intimidating to a young I mean, lady. It, it can be. Yeah. I, I actually enlisted about a month after I got my bachelor's degree. So yeah. I was older than most yeah. recruits. And yeah. I walked in and said, hey, I want to join the guard. And the recruiter was like, awesome. So, But, I mean, you go in and you just tell them, you know, what you want. And they're going to do a sales pitch. And they're going to look at right. what the state needs. Right. You know, so um, my advice would be to pick an MOS that you enjoy, mm-hmm. a military occupational specialty that you're actually going to enjoy mm-hmm. doing for the yep. next six years, yep. and something you know relatively close to your house. Like If you drill at a unit three hours away, you're going to lose money coming to drill for the most part. Yeah, yeah. So. Time and, and driving. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, there's a lot of great opportunities in the Guard as far as education benefits and healthcare and all that other stuff. That's, yeah. Recruiters can talk to you about that. I'm not a recruiter. <laughs> well, any, any MOS that you would recommend... And I know it probably, oh, probably circles. So you'll take what's called the ASFAB, uh-huh. and basically based on your scores, they'll say these are the different MOSs that you are eligible for. And I mean, it also kind of depends on your state. Like yeah. What they need. Okay. Um, as far as what vacancies they have. I have four MOSs right now. Uh-huh. So it's really just, again, take chances. Go yeah. out there say, hey, I want to reclass. And, right. You know, I have a friend who went into the guard, a uh, little tiny thing, Mary is her name, little tiny girl, and uh, she was a diesel, diesel mechanic. No. Loves it. That's no. what she wants to do. And it's good because you've already set yourself up huge when you get out of the guard. You've got so much that the guard has taught you, so much experience, that when you get out, you've you've you can pretty much do anything in that field. No. You're going to be considered a, uh, pretty much an expert in that field. So that's that's important. Yeah. So I, we were talking off air, and I wanted to bring up again that um, you know, if you ladies, if you go to the range and you're nervous, that's okay. If you go to a gun class, that's okay. If you uh, first time you ever shoot a gun, if you don't even hit the target, you don't even hit the paper, that's fine. That just means that you need more practice. Um, I, I, you know, like I said, we, I think you and I both like to empower women to carry concealed to bring their personal protection to the next level. When I started shooting, like I mentioned earlier, I had no experience with firearms. Yeah. It was the first time I'd ever held a gun in my hand. Yeah. And yeah, I missed the target a couple times. Yeah, that's know, fine. At first, you know. Yeah. My groups were very, very wide, very yeah. large, you know. But I kept practicing. I kept showing up. And I was always the sure. only female on the team, you know, in throughout college. But, you know, I won nationals. That put me on the USA shooting team. So I tried out for the Olympics. Now I'm on the All Guard International Combat Team. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, they took me to the Netherlands, where I got to beat a whole bunch of other foreign militaries in shooting, which made them really mad. It was great. Yeah, yeah, so, that's, that's good, yeah. You know, I mean, there's 
the sky's the limit. You just have to not be intimidated or afraid because just, there's absolutely nothing to be afraid of. There's nothing. And you got to remember <clears throat> the teacher that's teaching you was at one time afraid like you are. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, like everybody else is. We all have to start somewhere and we're all, everybody has apprehensions and everybody's afraid. So that would, you know, when I would go to a, a SWAT school or um, to ride the police motorcycle, we had to go to 80 hour class mm -hmm. and it's, it's nerve wracking. And I would always think, my instructor had to sit where I was at at one time, and they were probably just as nervous. Yeah. So you get through it. Everybody knew nothing at one point. Right, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And then we got Facebook, and we all became experts on everything because everything on Facebook is true, and there's so much knowledgeable information on Facebook. I am being so sarcastic. If I'm people not on don't social know. media, no comment. Oh, <laughs> the, the day I stopped doing T4 Tactics, social media is gone. I'm going to disappear from the face of the earth. So um, we'll wrap it up, but when do you leave? Today's the 17th, November 17th. You leave the 27th? Yeah, we go to Primo at the end of the month. Yeah. So. Is there a quarantine or anything you have to do before you leave because of COVID? No, Any special? Uh, DOD mandated we all get vaccinated, so. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm, we'll leave that one alone, too. Yeah. But you're serving your country, and you're. Uh, I think you're going to see some cool experiences over there. Thank you for your service. Thank you. Be safe over there. Anything else you wanted to add? No, just thanks for having me on. It's yeah, been it's been a pleasure. I think it's really good. I'm going to, um, like I said, I think I, I, we both like to empower women to, to shoot. Mm -hmm. And the industry is is completely wide open for ladies to come in and start shooting. And, and uh, my big thing is to let them bring their personal protection to the next level, carry concealed. I love teaching, but teaching women has always been part of my favorite. Yeah, yeah. I like, I, I love when somebody comes in here and, I, and I'll ask them uh, in the beginning of the class, have you shot before? No. And I'm scared to death. And then by the time we're finished, two hours of class and then at the range, they're high-fiving me. They're wanting to come back and shoot. It's I love that feeling. You probably oh, do amazing. too. It's amazing. It's one of Is my favorite Is that you've turned them around. Yeah, you turn them around. The biggest question I get, you probably got this when you were selling guns mm -hmm. and um, and I said we were going to wrap this up but I lied um, <laughs> but the first question people always ask is how much kick does it have or when I you know we'll go to the range and we'll rent a gun how much kick does it have yeah. but that can as you know that can all be controlled by proper grip by proper grip and practice yeah. you can control the recoil it's not a big deal it's going to be a big deal the first couple shots but it can be controlled Oh, yeah. But it's definitely nothing to be afraid of. No, not I've at all. never, ever, ever in my whole 17 years of teaching cops at the police academy, 12 years of teaching civilians, I've never seen a handgun come out of somebody's hand and fly back and hit them in the face. Yeah. I've never seen that. And I've taught six year old girls, and I get a, two 75 year old ladies coming in Saturday. So, the, uh, what I, that goes back to what I was saying earlier about finding a reputable instructor that right. actually knows what they're talking about. Right. Nothing infuriates me more when I was teaching and selling firearms than when some guy would give you know his never shot before girlfriend like a forty four magnum and yeah. then laugh when it kicked and it scared her. Yeah, like, yeah. I would, I'd kick people off the range. I know, I know. It drove it, me insane. You see it all over YouTube, and oh, I and hate I it. hate that because it it's it there's that's. That makes the Second Amendment people look bad. It makes gun owners look bad. But and that's irresponsible gun ownership. You don't do that to somebody to to laugh at them because they got scared of the recoil. Because you can ruin their their confidence level. You just took a you know ambivalent about guns person and turned them into an anti gun. Person. That's right. That's all. That because means. they're afraid of it. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Well, we wish you safe travels, and I can't wait. When you? How long is the deployment? Nine months. 
So in nine months, this is November 17th, 2021. Yep. In nine months, we'll have you come back. Are you going to come back to this area, yeah. Lynchburg? Yeah, I'm okay. Back here. So when you come back, we're going to talk about what happened over there. There I may like be, it. we may be able to beep, beep, beep. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> Well, we can't talk about anything confidential, of course, but but yeah, that'll be cool. We'll get you back and talk about that experience. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. All right, well, be safe over there. You guys have been listening to Active Listening with T4 Tactics, and uh, follow me on uh, social media. Oof. <laughs> I'm a fan of it. Uh, if I can do anything to help you out, remember, reduce injuries, save lives. Take care, everyone.